The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money-saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, we are talking all about how to demystify the room block. When you have a Wishes Collection event at Walt Disney World, you are required to meet a guest accommodation requirement. And one of the ways you do this is by setting aside or blocking rooms at Disney hotels for your guests. So if you are doing one, the room block has to be completed before you are able to sign your contract and put down your deposit for your Wishes Wedding which means that it can be kind of daunting and scary for people who have just gotten into the whole planning process of a Disney wedding and the first thing they're handed is this scary looking Excel spreadsheet and they're told to decide exactly where all of their guests are going to stay. So today I am welcoming back my guest Brittany Otar to talk about how she did her wishes room block and all of my best tips for how you can do your wishes room block if this is the stage you are at in your planning. So welcome Brittany. Hi Carrie, thanks for having me back on your show. Thanks so much for coming back. I think your experience is going to be really helpful for people. I'll start by just explaining how it all works and how to set one up. And then Brittany is going to share her experience and her best tips to help you plan out your own room block. So starting at the very beginning, as I mentioned, in order to have a Wishes Collection event at Walt Disney World, they require you to set up a room block. Now, you can also set up a room block if you're having an escape event. It's just not a requirement. Technically, in order to have a Wishes event, you need to set up a room block and meet a room guarantee. Now, something to know about that is that you actually can choose to waive the room guarantee. So for example, UK couples often find that their guests who are coming over from the UK want to stay off-site in holiday villas because they're going to be there for so long and it's a lot cheaper. And so it's really difficult for them to meet a minimum number of nights on Disney property. And so Disney will waive the room requirement and they don't have to do it. The only trade-off is then you don't qualify for the free night which we will talk about in a second. So don't stress out if you're in a situation where you really cannot use the room block, none of your guests are going to stay on property, you can talk to your sales consultant and just have that requirement waived from your contract. Okay, let's talk about the difference between the room night guarantee and the room block. So the room night guarantee is the number of nights in your letter of agreement, your contract with Disney, that you are guaranteeing you and your guests will fill during your wedding. 
The room block is the actual setting aside of nights so that people can help you fill the room night guarantee. So Disney makes it possible for you to set aside nights that nobody else can book, only people in your wedding group, and then when those are filled, they apply to your room night guarantee. However, you are able to block 20% more room nights than your guarantee. So that means if your contract says you guarantee that you will fill 25 room nights, Disney will actually let you set aside 30 room nights. But if for some reason those five bonus nights are not filled, you will not be penalized because your guarantee in your contract is still 25. So people only have to fill 25 nights. So let's talk a little bit more about the room block and how to set it up. The room block is a group of nights that you set aside for your guests at Disney resorts. This is not hotel rooms, it's hotel nights. So for example, if you had five couples coming to your wedding and they were each staying for five nights, you would automatically have 25 room nights being filled by your guests. And your own stay counts. So if you're having a really long honeymoon and you set up the bare minimum room block of 10 nights, you might be able to fill all 10 nights yourself with your own stay. So you don't have to worry about filling 10 whole rooms, it's 10 nights. Now the minimum number of nights required in order to have a room block at all is 10. So this is great. It used to be 25 a couple years ago. Now it's down to 10. So like I said, you may with your own stay just for your wedding and honeymoon be able to fill the room block requirement. If you can't guarantee 10 nights, they won't let you set up a room block. And this is the same with escape. If you are having an escape event and you decide you want to add a room block to get your guests some discounts or to qualify for a free night, you would need to set up a minimum of 10 nights. Now there are discounts offered by Disney's Fairytale Weddings for people who book their stays at Walt Disney World through your block. These vary by season. On average, you usually get about 30% off at the deluxe resorts that are associated with convention centers, so the Grand Floridian, Yacht and Beach Club, Boardwalk, but you only get about 15% off at the other deluxe resorts, so that would be like Animal Kingdom Lodge. At the moderate resorts, it's usually a little bit less than 15% off, and at the value resorts, it's usually less than 10% off. But again, these vary by season, so you might find that the discounts offered by Disney's Fairytale Weddings for your room block are actually less than this, or perhaps they're greater than this. But often, brides and grooms find that the publicly available discounts, whether it's a free dining promotion or annual passholder discounts or just, you know, a special rate for the end of the summer, are better than the ones offered through the room block. So we will talk in a minute about what you do and what your guests do if they want to take advantage of those discounts instead of the ones in your room block. We actually got great rates on all of our rooms. A lot of people stayed at the value resorts and it was under $140 a night, including tax, which is very reasonable. We got married in March, so maybe that had something to do with it. It was probably before the spring break rush. But we found the room block rates were, were great for our guests. 
That's great to hear. And we did too. We actually booked some of our own honeymoon stay through the room block because the rates were so good. I just noticed that, you know, in high season and at really popular times, sometimes you'll hear brides and grooms say, you know, guests are getting better discounts on their own or through their travel agent than through my block. So it's just, we can't tell you exactly what your discount is going to be. You have to find out from your sales consultant. I also think one thing to remember about the room block is it's Disney and the rooms are going to be booked. So even if you're not getting the best rate, um, having those available for your guests is really important because you don't want someone at the 45 day mark to not be able to get a room because it's, you know, the middle of summer or right before Christmas. So the room block does save you that stress of knowing that your guests will have a room. That's a really good point. I'll go into that in a little more detail in a second. First, I want to get to the fun part, and that is the free nights that you qualify for if you fulfill your room requirement. So if you are able to fill at least 10 nights that are booked through your block, you will earn a free night at any Disney-owned and operated resort except the Disney Vacation Club resorts. So that free night would be, for example, at the regular Grand Floridian rooms and not at the Grand Floridian Villas rooms. The caveat there, they just changed this policy. It used to be any nights by anybody that were added to your block would qualify. But now, in order to get a free night, those 10 nights have to be booked by people using your room block and your room block discounts. So if you have guests who are staying for 10 nights, but they booked using a free dining promotion, and then they manually added their reservation number to your block, which we will talk about in a second, those would not count toward the free night. So that's a new stipulation. However, they've also added back the ability to get a second free night if you are able to fill at least 50 room nights through the block. So if you're having a huge wedding, you have 100 people coming and they're all staying on property, you're probably going to be able to earn two free nights as long as they fill at least 50 nights through your room block. So the free nights that you get are only standard rooms. So sometimes you hear of people who they show up at the hotel to cash in their free night. They've booked through their sales consultant and it turns out they were upgraded to a suite or to the concierge level. This happened to us on our honeymoon and it was amazing. But Disney does not guarantee this. The only thing they guarantee is that you're going to get a free standard room. So if you want a suite or you want to stay at the concierge level, you need to pay the difference between a standard room and that upgraded room category. So it's like they give you a credit for the price of a standard room, you just pay the difference to get whatever category you're interested in. And as I mentioned, you can't use the free night for a Disney Vacation Club resort room. So if you're staying at the Grand Floridian, you would need to stay in the hotel side of the Grand Floridian. If you have a Disney Vacation Club reservation that whole week and you're staying over in the Grand Floridian villas, you would then need to transfer to the Grand Floridian hotel for your free night. But the other thing to know is that you don't have to use the free night on the night of your event. And I actually do not recommend using your free night on the night of your event because if you're not paying for additional nights at the resort, it means that you have to check in and out on your wedding day, which is super stressful, especially if your room isn't ready at a time that you need it. So what we did was we took our free night and just had it on the last night of our honeymoon. We picked the Grand Floridian because it was the best resort, and then it was something to look forward to. At the end of our honeymoon, we got to stay in the fanciest resort, and it wasn't a letdown that we then transferred to Pop Century or whatever the next day. 
our free night was on the front end of our trip at the Grand Floridian. So what we did is after we took the Magical Express, we checked into the Grand Floridian for one night. And then we transferred to the DVC Villas for the night before our wedding and then our wedding night. What I wish I would have done is booked a third night in the Villas because we had a park shoot that morning, the day after the wedding. And then we had an, a brunch scheduled for all of our guests. So it was really hard. I should have known better to, you know, pack up all your wedding stuff and, and move resorts. It wasn't as bad as I think doing it on the wedding day, but it was still a little more stressed than I was picturing. That's a really good point. Yeah, if you can book a block of nights, especially like Brittany says, if you're doing a park shoot, which happens before the park opens, which means you have to be there at like six and you're getting your hair and makeup done at like four or something, it's better if you can stay in your room the whole time and then check out the next day. Yes. So now we touched on this briefly, but the other thing to know about room block rooms is that they are room-only reservations. So what this means is that when guests book using your Disney Fairy Tale Weddings room block, they cannot book a package like the Disney dining plan. So free dining or just the regular dining plan that you're paying for, those all require you to book a package and therefore you cannot add any of these promotions. However, do not despair. There is a way for your guests to still take advantage of this type of room, and that is to book it on their own and then to give you their reservation number that you then give to your room block coordinator who manually adds the reservation to your requirement. So now it is counting toward the number of rooms that you've said you will fill, even though it doesn't count toward your free night gotten a little bit more complicated with that but that way if your guests want to use a code like a bounce back code they have a cast member discount they want to add the dining plan they want to book through Disney Vacation Club they can book it however they want you just need to make sure that you get their reservation number and then you send it to your room block coordinator and he or she will manually apply it toward your guarantee. For us, not a lot of our guests were spending several days in the parks. So the room only reservation was great for them because they could add, you know, a one day ticket on top of the room reservation, but they weren't able to do the dining plan or any special offers. But that, that was fine for our guests because they were in for the wedding. They had an extra day tacked on and they were able to add the one day park ticket. So this is important to know. You are able to add tickets, but you are not able to add package amenities like the dining plan, free or paid. I, I know that might be confusing for people who are like really into Disney, but people who are, you know, just there for the wedding, the room and one day ticket is not a, a big deal to add on. Right. So let's talk a little bit about how the room block works for guests. As we mentioned, they might get a good discounted rate at the hotels by booking through your room block, especially if it's a season when not a lot of discounts are out and available to the general public. This could be a great way for them to save money on their hotel. The other thing about a room block is that typically Disney will place all of your guests near each other at the resort. This doesn't always happen, and sometimes couples don't want it to happen because they don't want their honeymoon room to be right next to all of their guests. But in general, they try to place everybody in the block in the same section of the resort, which makes more of a difference in a really sprawling resort like a moderate than like at a deluxe resort. Now, the way guests book in your room block is they either use a website that Disney has, which is extremely buggy and always having problems, and sometimes will say that your block is sold out when it is not, 
or they call a special hotline that Disney provides. So if your guests are telling you, it says there are no rooms left, it's probably something wrong with the website and you can give them the phone number and they can book their rooms in your block that way. Now, as I mentioned, guests don't have to book in your block for their rooms to count towards your requirement, your guarantee, that number that's in your contract that says, I'm going to fill this many nights. However, as I mentioned, you need to get those numbers from your guests and manually add them via your room block coordinator. So I remember we had some guests who I kept checking my room block and they hadn't booked and they hadn't booked. And I thought, where are they staying? And it turned out they had booked on their own outside of my block. And so then I was able to track them down, get their number, send it to my coordinator, and then that counted toward the guarantee in my wedding contract. Now, here is the really great thing about room blocks, and it's gonna come into play when we talk about how many nights should you set aside when you're planning. If the number of nights you have set aside at a resort gets filled up, and your guests call and all of the nights in your block are filled, they can still book at that resort with your discount as long as the resort is not sold out. So if you're not going during high season, there's a good chance that if they call and the 10 nights you set aside are filled up, they're going to have no problem booking rooms on their own. They will count toward the block. They will get the same discount that is offered by your block. They just aren't actually written down on your sheet as being nights that you have set aside and blocked out so that nobody else can have them. So this can save you if you're not sure and you decide to lowball your estimate. Maybe you only set aside 25 nights and then it turns out that everybody wants to use your room block. The 25 nights are all filled up, but luckily the resorts still have plenty of availability. Everybody is able to book and get your discount even though the nights that are actually in your block are full. If they try to book in your block and your block is full and the resort is sold out, they will then be offered the same discount at a comparable resort. So again, if it's not like food and wine time or Christmas Eve, if it turns out that the beach club is sold out, if there are rooms at the yacht club, they're gonna be offered that same comparable room at the same discount that was in your block. Even though you haven't blocked the yacht club, your guests are still gonna be able to book there because Disney really wants to help you out and help you get your guests into Disney hotel rooms. The cutoff date for them to book is 30 days out. And this is where all of the helpfulness stops. <laughs> so at 30 days out from your wedding, the remaining room nights in your block are released. So if you didn't book up all the nights in your block, they are gone. Nobody can grab those anymore. And if the resort sells out, they're out of luck. If the guests miss the cutoff date at 30 days out, but the resort still has rooms, they can still get your discount. So again, low season, it's 25 days out, somebody finally decides they wanna book at the beach club, there's still rooms, great. They're gonna get your discount, everything will be fine. However, if the resort is sold out, your room block has been released because it's less than 30 days out, they're not gonna get that discount anywhere else and they are out of luck. So this is where the bugging guests and checking in with guests, you kind of have to decide how hands-on you want to be with these people. Some brides and grooms say, you know what, I told them they knew what the deadline was and if they didn't book by 30 days out, that's their problem and they're going to have to find something someplace else. Other people will do a lot of hand-holding and try to help get their guests to understand that you need to make your plans before 30 days out. Yeah, I was the very um, hand-holding bride. I, I contacted my guests way in advance and let them know what resorts we had chosen, the dates of the wedding, the general itinerary for the weekend, and then encouraged them to book, of course, before the 180-day mark 
just so they could get dining if they wanted, if they could get they could get their fast passes at 60 days, they'd be all set, ready to go. That's a really good point, especially if they're not big Disney fans. They might not be aware how far in advance you really need to make plans at Walt Disney World. So that's great that you were able to really help your guests out with that and familiarize them with, you know, you need to get on top of these plans if you want to be able to do anything. Especially the wedding party, we really pushed them to book early um, just because we wanted them there for the rehearsal. We wanted everyone settled um, in the day before the wedding. We didn't want any surprises with their reservations. That's a good point. Yeah. I've also heard kind of a funny story from my wedding twin. She had someone in her wedding party ask if they could walk from like Pop Century to the wedding pavilion. I guess she didn't understand like the scope of how big Disney was, but obviously that's not a walkable distance. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. You need to impress upon your guests. And we talk about this on the transportation episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast that it's, what is it, 43 square miles at Walt Disney World? And it takes a while. (laughs) Okay. So let's talk about how the room block works for you. You are allowed to block up to five different resorts but you might not want to block that many. Disney usually suggests that you block three resorts, a value, a moderate, and a deluxe. Different couples I've interviewed report different levels of success with this. Some people say they couldn't believe it, but all of their guests wanted to stay at the Grand, probably because their wedding was at the Wedding Pavilion and their reception was at the Grand Floridian. And in that case, price wasn't the factor. Everybody wanted to stay close to the wedding. Some people find that all their guests want to book at a value resort. So you can't always predict where people are going to want to stay and how you should distribute it. Now, we actually blocked all five. We blocked as many as we could. We put five different resorts in our block because we wanted to get discounts at those resorts for our honeymoon. But what we didn't know at the time was that our room block coordinator could have booked us into those resorts using our room block discount without actually officially adding them to our block. And that would have saved us that hassle. Also, if your other guests know that you have all those resorts and they start booking at five different resorts, then you're going to have this problem if you're providing transportation that your guests are spread all over Walt Disney World. So we're going to talk about that in a minute, some of the factors to consider when you decide which resorts and how many nights to put in your block. By default, Disney's going to distribute the nights three days before your wedding and three days after the wedding. So they're going to send you a worksheet to fill out, and it's going to show the three dates before and then the three dates after the wedding, but you can actually customize this. So if for some reason you are coming in earlier and you want to set rooms aside earlier or later, you can work with your room block coordinator to change that. So don't stress out if you know what you get from them on the sheet doesn't exactly line up with what you need. Now, this is the key thing to know about doing a room block. As I mentioned, you are required to fill all the nights in your guarantee, and the guarantee is the number in your letter of agreement or contract, but you can block up to 20% more rooms than you have guaranteed. So let's look at an example. Let's say in your contract, you've guaranteed 25 nights. They will let you block 30 nights but you only have to fill 25 nights in order to meet the guarantee that's in your contract. So this can be helpful if you think the room block might be more popular or it might be a little bit busier at Disney at that time. This is a great way to, for free basically, add five extra nights as insurance, but not get dinged if those five nights don't get filled. So again, it's 20% more than the number that you guarantee in your letter of agreement. 
Now, you can reduce your guarantee by 25 room nights as long as it doesn't drop below 25 nights total and you do it 60 days out from the wedding day. This can be kind of confusing for people. Why would you want to drop room nights? Well, let's say you put 50 in your guarantee and nobody's booking. Everybody's staying offsite at holiday villas or, you know, they all live in Florida. They don't need those room nights. 60 days before your wedding, you are allowed to drop 25 room nights from your guarantee so that you won't be penalized for not filling those nights. However, if you only guaranteed 25 nights or you guaranteed 10 nights or you guaranteed 15 nights, anything below 25, you can't drop any of those at 60 days out. So if you guaranteed 15 nights and it's 60 days out and they still aren't filled, we're going to have some ideas for you in a second of what you can do about that. So if you don't fill the guaranteed number of nights in your contract, you will be charged for each empty room night at the price of the cheapest hotel in your block. So that's why it's always a good idea to include a value in your block. (laughs) However, I have never before this year, in 12 years of doing this, heard of someone actually being charged for unfilled room nights. Why? Because usually what people can do is they get other Disney fans to give them their reservation numbers and apply them toward the block. So if you are on a message board, if you're in a Facebook group, if you have a community of friends, longtime DBC members you hang out with, if you know anybody else who is going to be staying in a Disney owned and operated resort while you are there for your wedding, They can give you their reservation number, you can give it to your room block coordinator, and he or she will apply it toward your guarantee. So that's probably the most popular way to fulfill your room guarantee in the case where your guests aren't doing it for you. Now alternatively, something I have heard of, and this could be an edge case, I did finally hear of a couple who was going to be charged because they didn't fill all of the nights in their room guarantee, but instead Disney let them pay to add enhancements to their wedding that totaled the amount that they were going to owe for unbooked rooms. In this case, they added the projection cake. (laughs) So that sounds like a much better deal than just handing $2,000 to Disney for nothing. (laughs) So your mileage may vary, but if this actually becomes a problem for you, this is something you would need to talk to your sales coordinator about. What can you do about this situation? So now let's talk about how to set up your room block. Because again, this is something that you get this worksheet, you've just started working with Disney, all you want to do is pick out napkins and floral arrangements, and suddenly you're having to decide exactly where all your guests are going to stay. Well, don't worry, you don't actually have to decide exactly where all your guests are going to stay. We are going to talk you through it. So your sales consultant is going to send you a worksheet to fill out. And if you're not used to Excel worksheets and you're not somebody who works with numbers and stuff, this can be kind of daunting. So I actually created a simplified room block worksheet that I put in the back of my fairy tale weddings guide that allows you to mock it up in a slightly different format that I felt was easier to understand. Maybe it's just the way my brain works, but you could find that using the worksheet in the back of the fairy tale weddings guide makes it a little bit clearer. And then you just transfer those numbers over to the Excel spreadsheet that your sales consultant has sent you. Now, after you set up the room block, your room block coordinator is going to email you a report at regular intervals so you can see how it's going, if people are actually booking in your block. You can also ask for updates. If you haven't heard in a while and you're a little bit nervous, am I going to meet my guarantee? They can send you an update. When you're thinking about 
filling out the worksheet, kind of envision what kind of experience your guests are going to have. If you have a lot of young families who are going to make a vacation out of it, take that into account. Think about your young friends who are just coming down for the wedding, who are only going to stay one or two nights. Um, That really helps me kind of pick where I put my room nights initially. Of course, that changed once everyone started booking, but it, it gave me an idea of how many nights I needed and where people would probably fall. That's a really good point because I hear that often. How do I know which resorts I should pick? How do I know how many nights I should distribute at each one? And there are some factors like that. So like Brittany says, you can make an educated guess based on your guests' preferences or their demographic. If you know that, you know, your side of the family owns DVC, they go to Disney all the time, they're going to make a vacation out of it, that's going to be different than I live in Seattle, my whole family lives in Seattle, they've never been to Walt Disney World before. It's going to be two different types of visits. The other thing you can do is pick resorts that are near your ceremony and reception location. We gave the example of the Grand Floridian. If you're getting married at the Wedding Pavilion, your reception's at the Grand Floridian. People are probably going to want to stay at the Grand Floridian, so that's an easy one to know to add to your block. The other thing you can do is ask. You know, sometimes people send out informal surveys or they contact guests one-on-one and they just say, hey, what are you thinking about? Is there, you know, do you have any idea where you might want to stay? It's hard because as brides and grooms, we are planners and we are used to thinking about these kinds of things two years out. And maybe your guests weren't planning to think about it till six months out. But it never hurts to ask. The other thing to remember is that you are the authority on Disney for non-Disney veterans. So if your guests are not longtime DVC holders, they do live halfway across the country and they never go to Walt Disney World, you can tell them where they should book. You can guide them and offer them suggestions of the best places. And if they really don't want to book in the resorts that you've put in the block, that's fine. They can book someplace else. You can just get their number and have it added to your room block requirement. Our guests kind of followed everyone else's lead. So once we told the wedding party and close family that the room block was available, the first few people like my mom and my maid of honor booked and then everyone literally booked the same resort shortly after. So it it kind of worked out. We only ended up having people at Grand Floridian, which is where the ceremony was. So that was easy. Pop Century and then Port Orleans. So transportation was really easy for us because everyone kind of just followed the leader in booking and that worked out. That's great. That's a really good point because often just traditionally with weddings, people usually do talk to the mother of the bride, especially like if they want to know where you're registered. So that's great. If you can have friends and family kind of put the word out, that's a great tip. Some other important factors to consider when you're blocking the rooms, the location and the number of resorts you pick for your block could affect the amount you spend on transportation. So if you are providing transportation for your guests to the ceremony and the reception, the distance between those resorts, or perhaps not even needing transportation because like Brittany, everything's happening at the Grand Floridian, you're not going to need a bus to get people from the wedding pavilion to the Grand Floridian Convention Center. That will eliminate that whole cost. But if you pick resorts that are all over property, you know, 43 square miles, you pick Animal Kingdom and everything's happening at the Grand Floridian, that's a distance that if you are providing transportation, you'll have to factor that in. 
and it could mean that you have to provide more transportation than you would otherwise. The distance between the resorts also lengthens the transportation time. So something that I never really considered was that my guests, because my bus had to go to five different resorts, four or five different resorts, the guests who got on the bus first were on there almost two hours before my ceremony. And I now feel terrible about that. I never even considered the fact that this was one bus that was going all over property. One thing I talked about in the transportation episode is that if you have a small enough number of guests, you could actually just send vans to each resort. So then it's the Pop Century van goes straight from Pop Century to your ceremony. The Port Orleans van goes straight to the ceremony. So it could be that you don't have to have a chartered motor coach, that one piece of transportation drives all around property, but that's something to really figure out when you're setting up your room block. Now, the other thing you could do is only send the transportation to certain resorts in your block. So maybe you have five resorts blocked for your guests, but you tell them, our transportation is only picking up at the Grand Floridian and at the Beach Club, and then you need to get yourself to that resort. Depending on your guest makeup, this could be easy and not a big problem because they're all local and they're going to have cars, or it could be super overwhelming because they've never been to Walt Disney World and they don't understand how the transportation works and they get on a bus and they end up at the wrong park and it's a disaster. So <laughs> this is another thing you really need to think about as you're deciding on transportation and on your room block. The other thing to consider is the price level. We talked about how Disney usually suggests that you add a value, a moderate, and a deluxe so that your guests have a range of prices, and that's great. But as we mentioned, sometimes your group may lean all the way toward one or the other, so don't get too hung up on figuring out exactly which nights and exactly which resorts because after you send in that initial room block worksheet and you sign your contract, you can then tweak and change during that process up to when your room block is released. So it doesn't have to be written in stone. If it turns out more people are booking at the Grand Floridian than you expected, you can add more nights there or you can shift nights. You can take some nights away from Pop Century where nobody's booking and put them toward the Grand Floridian as long as there's still availability. So I always say distribute the nights evenly at first and then tweak later as you need to when guests start booking. So what are our recommendations? My recommendations when you're setting up your room block are to guarantee just the bare minimum number of nights unless it's high season. So if it's high season, you really may need to use the room block as the only way your guests are going to be able to get rooms. But if it's not, I would just recommend starting with the bare minimum number, either 10 or 25, something very small. And then as long as the resorts aren't sold out, you can add rooms to your block or you might not even need to add them. Guests will still be able to book them even though your blocked rooms are filled because the resort still has availability. However, if it's high season, all bets are off. <laughs> and then my other tip is, as I've said, offer fewer hotels if you're going to be providing transportation because it cuts down on the time and the amount of money spent on transportation going all over Walt Disney World getting your guests. My room block coordinator was really helpful. I got switched halfway through the planning process but whenever I wanted to add nights, I would just pick up the phone and call and I would say, you know, Pop Century is looking a little slim on Friday night. Can we bump it up three nights? Leave leave the other resorts as they are right now. Um, and then as we got closer, I would rearrange the nights from Boardwalk. So no one ended up booking at Boardwalk. So we moved our Boardwalk rooms for the guarantee to like Pop Century or Port Orleans or Grand Floridian just to make it easier for our guests. Also, I would recommend 
having guests ask you questions, but also relying on the the phone number for the room blocks. Some guests will call the normal Disney line and that's completely separate and they'll get wrong information about transportation or wrong information about your wedding because the people on the phone just don't understand the Disney wedding block. So having that buffer of you first and if you can't answer it, them calling the room block number and they can book directly there. That's a really good point. Yeah, Disney is a huge company and this is a very specific division within the division that books hotels. And so if you can stress to your guests that they should call this specific room block number with any questions, that's going to get them to the right person who has the right information. Because yeah, often you'll see couples who their guests come to them and they're super confused because they just called the main reservation line and they as Brittany said, the person had no idea what they were talking about. <laughs> so make sure they know that this is the number to call if they have questions. I would also recommend adding the links and phone numbers to your wedding website. I found that really helpful with all the planning process. I would send an email to my guests, but always link it back to my wedding website. And so that was a point of reference. If they couldn't book it right then and there, they could reference the website and see the hotels and know the schedule and kind of keep everyone in the loop from the beginning. That's a great point. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. So hopefully we've been able to cover all of your questions about the room block and explain them in a way that makes it a little bit clearer than you might think from the first contact that you get from Disney about how the room block works. I'm also going to be revising the room block section of Carrie Hayward's fairy tale weddings guide in the next update, which is coming down the pike, because I want to make sure that it is really plainly spelled out, because I know this is the thing I see the most questions about for wishes couples who are planning, the thing that seems the most stressful. And so I want to make sure that that section of the guide is super clear. So hopefully this show will also help you understand how to set up the room block in a way that's going to work for you and your guests. So Brittany, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. I think your experience has been really helpful for anyone who is facing this room block hurdle. And hopefully together we have offered a lot of ideas and solutions that will make this a stress-free part of the planning process. Thanks, Carrie. It's always a pleasure. That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. In the meantime, send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at disneyweddingpodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show site, disneyweddingpodcast.com. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at fairytaleweddingsguide.com. 